What's going on, everybody? Thank you for listening to At the Table with Jonah Mercer, where we talk about life, Jesus, and stuff. Hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to another episode of Welcome. Blah, blah, blah. Welcome to another episode of At the Table with Jonah Mercer. I just want to take another opportunity to thank all my listeners, people who have been tuning in every week. Thank you especially to those who have shared the podcast and uh, got it around to whoever, your friends, family, enemies, whoever we want them to listen. We had a great few first episodes. We uh, we talked about God's grace. That was a great episode uh, about what His grace means to us and what it is and how we define it as Christians. And today we're welcoming our first guest, and I'm very excited for this episode. I've been waiting on it for a while. Uh, bringing in my brother-in-law, who is married to my beautiful sister, Kara. And we're bringing him in for a little conversation, pick his brain about a few things. And uh, he's got a very interesting story and perspective uh, as far as how a walk with Christ looks. And I can't wait to get going. And how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing pretty good, man. Thanks for having me on. Of course. I'm very excited about this. I've been looking forward to this this particular episode because, well, tell them your name. My bad. That's oh, yeah, no. <clears throat> My name is Nathan Tyndall. Um, I'm married to your sister, Kara. We had our son, Lucas, about four months ago, um, and life is going pretty great so far. That is awesome. It's amazing, and We'll get to a second what I mean by he has an interesting story as far as his walk with Christ. But it's great to have him in here. I've been looking forward to speaking with him on the podcast as our first guest, and we will have a plethora of guests come through to sit at the table with Jonah Mercer. But you know how we do it. We're going to jump right in here and get to this thing. So, Nathan, you had a different road than a lot of Christians have, you know, especially down south. Everybody's saved. Everybody's going to church. Uh, that's just a part of life, and we grow up. We're Christians, and that's how we live the rest of our life, you know. But it was it it's it was a little different for you, as far as well. I'll just let you talk about it. But uh, just go ahead and tell me how it's a little different for you. How it was? Yeah. So, like a lot of people in the Bible Belt of America, yeah. Um, I grew up in the church. My Parents were like children's pastors for a few years of my mm-hmm. early life, um, so I was in the church a lot. I was never not at church on a Sunday unless I was sick. That was yeah. just how I was raised. Um, and um, you know, I adopted that mentality as a lot of other people do growing up in the South and in the, in the in the church. It is routine. It was routine. It was, routine. Yeah. It was just a normal part of life, and I never. Um, had a, a solid grasp on what the gospel actually was. Mm-hmm. I just saw that God was real, um, God could be scary sometimes, and that we had to go to church on Sundays. Right. Or you go to hell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so, and I knew that I knew that sin was not doing what my parents told me to do. Right. Right. Um, and so, growing up with that mentality, um, I never really learned much more than that going through life. Mm-hmm. I learned um, how to do good things, how to avoid doing bad things, but apart from like the basic gist of, you know, 
the the mentality of Bible Belt Christianity. Um, there was not any transformative understanding of gospel in my life from age, you know, from from when I can understand mm-hmm. um, up until I want to say age nineteen. Yeah. So it was, and obviously I, I grew up in church too, and it was a routine. But and that's that's how it is for a lot of people down here. It's just a part of your life and. That's scary because, and you'll talk about it in a second, but you get to a point where you don't have your own personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You're just, that's what you're supposed to do. That's what you're taught to do. Mm-hmm. So that's, it's just a part of routine, and then you don't have a correct grasp of what it means to have a relationship. So you, as you got up up in age, you started to, like a lot of people today, you struggled with your belief Mm-hmm. God. So just explain that for a second. I I began to really question what I believed um, when I started getting into high school um, mm-hmm. around age fifteen, sixteen. Um, now what was what was influencing that for you? I to think, start? I mean, I think just the culture yeah. of the cult, the culture of of high school, what high school is, where you're introduced to a lot of new ideas, a lot of new lifestyles, mm-hmm. a lot of new. Um, things that you haven't been exposed to beforehand. I mean, there's mm-hmm. like a, a little taste of it in middle school, um, but you're really just thrown headfirst into a brand new world with yep. brand new um, world views. People from every single different background, exactly. different beliefs. Exactly. As soon as you step into high school, you're really just thrown into the midst of it. And um, if you're not discipled, like like as a, as a Christian, if you're not like truly discipled, that is going to for sure influence you and if you're not careful, like I wasn't, it's going to influence mm-hmm. you negatively. Um, so, that being said, when I started getting into high school, I was being exposed to all this new information that I did not know how to process. Yep. Um, and it led me to start um, questioning what I really believed. Because I, I, to say that I believed in the gospel would be categorically false. I don't think that I had a full grasp and understanding of what the gospel was when yeah. I was going into high school. I think I just had a grasp on um, God is good. Southern Bible Belt yeah. culture. Go to church. Exactly. You know, say you're a Christian, you're all right. And so um, I'm a very inquisitive person by nature. I, w- I like to figure out how things work and why they work the way that they work. So v- just very curious. Yeah, and I'm a very curious. To, yeah. you know, search for... Mm-hmm. Answers so or whatever. I wanted, I started, you know, so that led me to start questioning, you know, what's the deal with this Christianity thing? Yeah. Um, part of the reason I was beginning to question a lot of Christianity was, um, one, I didn't really know if I believed um, in what it came across to me as. Yeah. Um, I knew that I saw a a lot of hypocrisy. In the American church, and I was going to hit that very. I was going to talk about very soon. Right. Is, is was that a huge? Was that a huge influence in your decision to be like, hey, I don't know if I really believe in this thing oh, because you sure. see Christians living a certain way, and then they go to church and say, well, I'm a Christian. This is how it looks, and right. then throughout the week, you see how they live, right? And you're like, why would I want to be a part of that, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I to see people that claimed Christianity 
and, you know, did not live the way that the Bible said that Christians ought to live, mm-hmm. to see that going on on a day-to-day basis yep. really put a sour taste in my mouth. Yeah. Um, so much so that it wasn't the sole basis for it as in like, you know, I had a lot of other things influencing my decisions. But um, that's, that's definitely huge. It was, is, I want to say like if I had to put it percentage wise, I'd say 40 percent of my decision to turn away from the Christian faith completely was because of the hypocrisy that I was seeing within the yep. American church. So it was I mean, you see you're following this this group and the people the people this group consists of aren't aren't living the way they're supposed to. Right. And so you're like, you know, why why is this this even authentic? Right. Why is this, right. you know To me they were coming across as hey, anything that we say is sin is bad and if you yeah. do the bad thing that we think is bad, then you're gonna go to hell. But then at the same time, they're the ones that are acting like hellions in yeah. the school systems yeah. that I'm going to school and seeing how they act and what they're doing and what they're saying. So so seeing that hypocrisy uh, really put a sour taste in my mouth, and I got very disillusioned with the American church because of the hypocrisy. Yeah. My, my understanding was, if you really believe what the Bible says is true, if you believe that to really be true, mm-hmm. why are you not living as if it is? Right. And so it, seeing that, you know, being a 16, 17-year-old year old kid, seeing that made me think, it, it, it started a line of reason that like, hey, if, if people are just going to treat Christianity like a religion, maybe that's all that it is. Maybe right. it's just a religion, just like every other religion. Mm-hmm. Maybe there is no... Um, maybe there's good teachings in the religion, but maybe there's but no there's actual not much truth. Substance. In it. Maybe there's no substance. Yeah, no in truth. It. And so yeah. that line of thinking led me to turn away from the faith because mm-hmm. of how disgusted and fed up I was of the hypocrisy. And at that point, you would label yourself as atheist. atheist. Mm-hmm. You would label yourself <clears throat> at best, as agnostic. Atheist. At what age would you think you first labeled yourself as atheist? I want to say probably. Probably around 16, 17 is, yeah. I would say 17 is when I would for sure be labeled as the angry, loud atheist because okay. I got very resentful during yeah. that time period. Um, so I would say for sure when I was 17, I was I, I would label myself as a proud atheist. Okay. So all in, full all in, in atheist. All in, full in atheist. So, Agnostic on a good day. Yeah. You know? So let's fast forward to whatever age you get to the point where something who whoever or something influenced you who influenced you to start changing those gears and like hey mm-hmm. you know maybe this is real you know and you got back into it just explain that process to not take up too much time to try to present this in a way that is concise and clear and not too complex um the way that I was drawn back into Christianity was through people who were genuine Christians, who were genuine followers of Christ, yeah. who wanted to really and truly live out the gospel. And part of living out the gospel is um, following the Great Commission given by Jesus Christ, which yeah. is to go out and make disciples and we of all nations. That. 
uh, listeners, we spoke about that in episode one. Go check that out if you haven't heard it, but go ahead. And right, right. And so um, there were people in my life who genuinely wanted to live that out, had that desire to live that out. Mm-hmm. And so they did that, in, and they poured into my life. They made me a disciple of them. Um, brought me into them and and exposed me to the gospel in a real and tangible in a way. Real way, not a routine way. Not, right, not a religion. Is, this is what you believe. Don't right. ask why. Just do it. I was you know? not exposed to a religion. I was exposed to a genuine, sincere faith in a person mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, yeah. And so, um, through people being faithful to what the gospel says. That is how I was reintroduced to the gospel. Mm-hmm. That's in how I was drawn way. back into God. Yeah. It's because people, you know, the 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 church that I thought was full of hypocrites actually had people who were genuine followers of Christ who right. genuinely lived out their lives according to the gospel, mm-hmm. and that's what drew me back in. I'll ask you this, Nathan. What do you think is holding a lot of people back from following Christ today? Okay. Um... Mm-hmm. And we've already talked about hypocritical Christians and... Right, right. Oh, there's my point right here. Listen to this. Okay, Um, Hypocritical Christians. I think we... A lot of people who criticize Christianity, they use the point of hypocritical Christians. Right, right. To say that it is not a... It's not a legit uh, thing to have faith in because look at the people. Mm -hmm. Okay, but let me remind... I just want to remind people that... That's exactly what they are, is people. Mm -hmm. Christians are people, Mm -hmm. and people are sinful, Mm -hmm. and people are evil. Mm -hmm. We are born in sin. Mm -hmm. So, no, Christianity is not going to be full of perfect people and people who are doing the right thing all the time. That's not how we are people. Jesus wants the lost. He goes after the lost. And when, when people say... Well, you know, there's just too many hypocrites in the church for me to go to church. There's hypocrites everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. Work, school. Uh, in the Outback. In the Outback Steakhouse. Outback Steakhouse. There's hypocrites everywhere. So there's going to be hypocrites in the church. Yeah. Now, as Christians, that's not something we need to be like, well, that's just how it is. Exactly. No, yeah. Th- yeah. We should be doing our job to lead a life of following Christ and being an example and a light to the world where they aren't able to say, well, just look at them. They do that and do that. No, they should say, oh, wow, you know, something's different about him. Look at him. He's, he lives a certain way. He must, be, he must believe in something or he must, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. So that's my, I don't like when people just blame it on the hypocrites in the church. There's hypocrites everywhere. Mm-hmm. We're just people. But that's, and we talked about that. So what else do you think is holding people back? Um, I do want to say that the gospel, w- which is what Christianity hinges on, right? The gospel is predicated on the fact that people are un- broken. People are broken. People are flawed beyond repair. Yep. There is nothing that we can do as humans to repair ourselves. That we are born in sin, and that there is no way through, no matter how hard, how hard we try. Mm-hmm. To repair our relationship with with God and mend ourselves, mend our brokenness. We, there's nothing yeah. that we can do. So, our, our faith is predicated on the fact that we're broken people, yeah. and that the that the, the unbroken savior. person, the the 
only perfect person in existence, God. He came down in the flesh and he died in our place. He died for us so that we would not be broken but be made whole in his name. So that's that's what Christianity is predicated upon. And so I think that the excuse of we are sinful and so we should expect hypocrisy within the church yeah. is a weak excuse. Yeah, it is. Immature, On one hand, we should expect immature. broken people. People are broken and we should expect broken people. But that does not give the excuse to continue to live a life of brokenness once exactly. we're in Christ. Exactly. So, ask me the question one more time. Sorry. Uh, I mean, you, you basically answered it. That's 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 a great answer. I just wanted to... Uh, why people are holding back, you know. And this is mm-hmm. coming from Nathan, who who got to the point where he said, Hey, I don't... I don't believe in this Jesus thing anymore. Right, uh, right. I, I, I will tell you, I am a, I am an atheist. Right. I don't believe in God. And then he goes from that to years later, people, people were living a life of light around him and discipling to him, and he became to have a relationship with God, a relationship with Jesus Christ. And when, when you started, it's not easy. A walk with Christ is not easy. Not at all. But when you, when you became in a constant daily relationship with Christ, how how did you feel any type of, you know, relief or any type of peace or, uh, it's kind of open ended question, but mm-hmm. just how did you, not really how you feel, but mm-hmm. what what was that what was that like to you having that relationship with Jesus Christ? So when I first came back to Christianity, when I first came back to Christ. There was a lot of hesitation mm-hmm. because there was a lot of shame that I was carrying with me. Right. I, I'm an open book about this. I lived a life of a hellion. I lived for myself. I did everything under the moon mm. possible. Yeah. You know, to keep this family friendly, I won't say what I did, but I did mm. everything. Coming back to Christ, there was a lot of shame in my realization that I had so badly sinned and lived a life full of sin in just a few years yeah uh, i felt like i'd racked up a there's, track there's sheet. no way you could come back exactly no there was a lot back. of shame and guilt coming back to it um and so once i did come back to it and once i got over the hesitation and just said to myself okay i'm really just gonna dive into this and hope i don't get you know smited by god and sent mm-hmm. to hell right away yeah just this peace and um, just this understanding that when Jesus died on the cross, he died for sin once and for all. And so that grace and that mercy extends to anyone and everyone ever. You're never, ever, ever You, you can't out the yeah. death and resurrection of Christ. You can't out You can't go that. too far. You can't go t- too far. And so no matter how much I felt like that I had just absolutely screwed the pooch and ruined everything... Mm-hmm. I was forgiven, I was made pure, and I was and I, I was set free. Yeah. You know? And so, like, and, and Paul says in Romans, like, you know, Christ died so that any and every sin is forgiven. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, don't take advantage of that, you know? Right. And that's, we're going to have another episode about taking advantage of God's right. grace. Right. And I can't wait for that one. That's a whole other episode. But uh, I think it's such a cool thing how... Uh, Nathan's testimony right now may, and he may already have influenced someone or helped someone, but, you know, 15 years from now, his, his testimony of 
I was I was a Christian growing up, then I did not believe in God. And then I came back to Christ, I have a relationship with Christ that I work on every day. That can help influence other people who are struggling with these beliefs, uh, these these doubts of like, there's hope for me. You know, he seems to have dove into Christ and has a relationship with him and he's living a fruitful life and he's blessed and he's happy and he has peace. And I think that that testimony is awesome and it's, it was... None of the stuff that you went through was for for nothing. Right, right. Yeah. I, I believe that about myself also. I would love to share my testimony one day. Is that uh went through a lot of crap in twenty twenty one that uh not for one second do I do I wish never ever happened. Because I believe that it's made me a stronger stronger person today and it has made me come to Christ more and rely mm-hmm. on Christ more. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's going to do with your testimony is uh, use you to speak to other people who are having the same thoughts and beliefs you did Mm -hmm. and show them that there is hope on the other side and there is a God who loves you and who died for you so that you can live eternity with him. Mm -hmm. And as we wrap it up, I just want to, honestly, I just want to give a challenge to Christians, to followers of Christ, that... You never know. You may be the reason someone someone comes to Christ or or turns away from Christ. Don't please do not be the reason someone says, "Well, look at him." You know, he says he's a Christian, but he's but that's the way it is. That's the way it's supposed to look. I don't want any part of that. Please, you know, we have to do a better job of being examples for Christ and for people to see him living through us every day and. Like, ask ourselves, what am I doing that's that's holding someone back from coming to Christ? And that's a scary place to be because one day we'll all be accounted, for, we'll all be accountable for our sins. And uh, I don't want to, I don't want to be have to answer to, you know, God asking me, hey, why did you, why did you live this way? Uh, you living this way turned this many people away from me Mm -hmm. and they were never able to come to me because you didn't live a Christ-like life. And it's a scary place to be. But Nathan, I mean, uh, I don't think we can blame, we can't blame the non-believers. Oh, not at all. No, we we can't blame them for looking at us and saying, we're not living right when, I mean, we we're not, we're not, Right, right. You yeah. can't blame them for not believing and, and being curious mm-hmm. and uh, all this type of stuff. So why would they want to be a part of it? Right. Just like you were, you know, you saw all these people living a certain way. Why would I want to be a part of that? Mm-hmm. And that's that's a wake-up call. And, uh, you know, maybe they see Christians and uh, we're stepping on some toes right here. But they see Christians fighting over Republicans versus Democrats or right versus left, you know, all this type of stuff. Christians just literally showing hatred towards each other mm. because of a a man-made political affiliation. You, you think this, oh, you're going to hell. You think this, oh, you're going to hell. And that's ridiculous. But, I mean, imagine you're a non-believer and you see these things going on. Why mm-hmm. would you want to be a part of it? Exactly. Yeah. You know? And that's, that's, that's tough to us. And you know we can't get out of here with any scripture. I'm going a little over today, but it's all right. We've got some good stuff. I'm going to give you one scripture. Just listen to me. If you go to Matthew 5, Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, 
And uh, this is just a great verse to leave us with today, kind of the theme. And it says, Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. And with that, I just want to say, it's a call to Christians, that verse is, Let your light shine before men in such a way that it glorifies God, glorifies our Father in heaven. And it doesn't make them question, is this Christianity thing real? It doesn't make them question that you have faith in a God that is so good. I just want to thank Nathan for coming on. He will definitely return to the podcast in the future. We've got some more stuff to talk about. Dig deeper into his testimony. You know we keep it quick and short here. So we'll get deeper into it in a few more episodes with Nathan. He'll be back again. Thank you everyone for listening to the podcast. Please share us. Please share the podcast. You never know the impact it may have on somebody. Also remember to follow us on Twitter at at the table 2021 and that is at at the table 2021 please follow us please share the podcast in any way share the twitter account whatever you got to do thank you so much for listening that'll do it today thanks for having me on man yes sir thank you